Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. We're ready to dive into the deep end of running a creative business, the joys, the sorrows, and the shit no one wants to talk about. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, a traveling wedding photographer and coach for creative business owners who scaled two businesses while single parenting, so I know it doesn't always go as planned. Hold on to your seats as we explore what wholeness looks like within your creative journey and how growth doesn't always come in the ways we expect. Hello and welcome back to part two of I Don't Want to Share Finances, a podcast about romance and money within partnership. And um, especially when we run a business, I feel like every time I bring up this topic, everyone has so much to say about it, about how they share or don't share their finances with their partner, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. And so I'm excited for this part two of this episode because it's driven by our community. We've had people send in voice memos kind of describing what's worked for them in partnership, maybe what hasn't worked, why they chose the way that they chose. And it's kind of jumping off a little bit more from the conversation Andrew and I had on Monday just to hear some other perspectives because I don't think that there's one right perspective. I think doing what works for you within your partnership is what's going to be best for everybody. So I just love hearing all the different options out there available to people. And I'm glad that you were willing to have this conversation with me and send me your stories and even you know talk about it online as we bring up this topic and other topics. So I'm very excited to introduce you to the friends in our community who have sent in their audio messages, kind of going into how money works in their partnership. Enjoy. So me and my husband currently have all of our finances together in one account. Everything's shared and and just goes in one big pot. But we are considering in the future splitting things. So we're thinking that our like shared expenses that we know that we use equally like our rent or mortgage or whatever all those things would be split equally between us that would come from like a joint account and then when it comes to like spending money we're thinking about having just like separate accounts for like our finances so that you know basically as long as we pay our half of the shared expenses we can pretty much do whatever we want with our like own money we just have very different spending habits and he currently makes more than me and that's fine, but in the future, I may make more than him. You never know. So we just like to, I don't know, have our independence in that way um, while still making sure that we're meeting our shared expenses. So yeah, right now everything's together, but considering in the future splitting things and we think that that might work better for us. Yeah, we're both just very independent people and we really trust each other. And so yeah, we'll see how that goes. For the most part, Doug and I, I don't know, I don't want to say it's similar to maybe what other people are doing or how they're approaching it, but wanted to share nonetheless. So I'm, Doug and I very quickly kind of fell in love and right before graduating from Vanderbilt. And then that kind of facilitated a all-in approach um, to our relationship in a way that like everything was both of ours. And that I think for us at the time helped to create like connection given that I was moving around the world and we were doing this super long distance kind of experience and 
had just really met each other. And so that helped us to feel like we were both in it and wanted to be in it for the long haul. So that definitely moved into some resentment, I would say, especially I, but I, I think for like different reasons, um, you know, I started out making a lot of money from undergrad in investment banking. When I moved back to Nashville to be with Doug, um, I made basically like half of what I was making and Doug wasn't making that much money. And I feel like wasn't super in tune with how we were spending money. Whereas I have had a very difficult relationship with money for my entire life. I think, you know, we both come from very different backgrounds. Doug comes from a very well-to-do, like comfortable family um, where finances weren't really shared with children. Um, The parents, you know, kept that close to their chest And the kids were taken care of and got to go to college, you know, for no debt, all their expenses paid for. Mine was the complete opposite. So, you know, I grew up in a single family home. I knew about our finances from when I was like, you know, five, six, and we couldn't afford groceries for the week, you know? So I've just always been really acutely aware of how much money I have and where it's going. And I felt like I took on a lot of that burden when we moved in together in Nashville and, you know, we're in the same city and started out our relationship. And so that took a lot of kind of moving through. Not only were we really young in our career and living in a city that was growing really rapidly, Nashville, but I think coming together on our different experiences and creating something that worked for the both of us was really challenging. And, you know, we did that through couples therapy. And I think just, you know, throughout our relationship have been through a lot together. And that kind of openness and transparency and shared connection and empathy, I think, has created a more well-balanced approach to our entire life, but then also to how we spend money and how we think about each other's money. So we still are definitely in this mindset of, you know, everything we have is for each other and shared by each other, but we still, you know, kind of give each other wins of whoever's making more at the time. It was important for me to shift the responsibility of who was making more for a bit. So like I was making more for a large portion of our career. And it wasn't until the last like year, last year that Doug surpassed me and is now making more and supporting me more a bit while I kind of take a break from everything. So I feel like that for me has kind of helped solidify that initial, I don't want to call it sacrifice, just initial leap of faith. So I would say the the passing of my mom was kind of another event that really got me or us thinking about our finances and seeing how other people have dealt with inheritance. You know, it wasn't really even a question for us whether that would be kind of like barred from our shared assets. It, it kind of all went into the same money and we share it and we're both really respectful, I think, of each other. And our, our earning potential communicate what we need. So 
separate from that, like when one of us gets like a big bonus or has like a big project come in, we're pretty quick to say like, oh, you should go spend that on something nice for yourself. We want to celebrate that other person and make sure that they feel that that is the money that they earned and they should be really proud of it and do something that makes them feel that that is their money. Even if at the end of the day, it's our money and we are spending it in a way that is to the benefit of both of us. We're in a really fortunate position now where we're able to afford, for the most part, things we want right now comfortably without thinking about who's getting more. We don't really have anything, I feel like, where one person is overspending or overreaching or dipping into money that the other person doesn't know about. We we clear large expenses with each other. We clear flights with each other. Even if it's, you know, something that I really want, I make sure to at least tell Doug about it to give him the veto power. I think even despite me having a really difficult financial upbringing and a really bad relationship with money, that we were able to overcome that. My name is Lauren and I own a brick and mortar business that my husband is a partner in and I have a coaching and consulting business and then he has a full-time business or a full-time career in finance and we have two children. So what our finances look like is he is a partner in my brick and mortar and takes the responsibility for all of the reconciling of our books, our communicating with our accountant, distribution of funds. When we first came on as partners in this business, we were using someone outside. And him taking over at the time was really cost effective for us. And we were able to have some pretty straightforward conversations and save and re-budget easily because we were doing it together. As we've gone on, because he's not in the day-to-day activities of the business, I've definitely had to take more of the reins and get dig deeper than I thought I would have to with him taking on this role. So I've definitely learned a lot and I'm grateful that he's doing it. But in the future, for my own business, I would probably keep that part of our lives separate. For my consulting business, I've asked advice and he's given it to me, especially because that's what he does every day in his job. And that's been really, really helpful, but it's something that I'm managing on my own. And then as far as our personal finances, we sit down at the beginning of every month or end of every month, and we are um, reconciling our own financials and going through where we're at with any sort of major payments or upcoming things going on with our kids' tuition for their school, with any sort of like the balance of our mortgage, what our net worth is at the time. And this has been great and also a source of tension because 
we each bring something different to the table. Like he's very great at everything, being very organized. And I'm the person looking ahead and challenging what we each think is necessary. And so this has been really interesting to navigate inside of our marriage and been a huge learning curve every time we're each doing something different professionally. My partner and I moved in together at the beginning of the pandemic after dating long distance for several years. Um, At the time I was finishing my last semester of law school and he was working in sales um, and management for a tech company um, and raising his middle school son. So that's what I moved into and we had to figure out at that point how to uh, merge our merge our lives and our finances. Um, so at the, at the beginning of that time frame, I was not earning anything because I was still in school. Um, so he bore the bulk of our financial obligations. But uh, at the beginning of 2021, I started work as a full-time attorney. And at that point, we had to kind of figure out a new rhythm for how we would manage monthly bills and some of our bigger investments and expenses. So the way that our uh, pay cycles work, I get paid a pretty good salary um, and on a pretty regular bi-weekly schedule. He, on the other hand, though he still gets paid a bi-weekly salary, it's pretty minimal because the company that he works for pays out primarily in stock. And so his consequential payments come in the form of stock vestings every quarter. So he gets big chunks of money that he then has to appropriate accordingly. And so what we figured out works for us is to uh, open a joint account. We're still in the process of figuring out the structure, but we're planning to open a joint account in which um, we both contribute a percentage, an equal percentage of our salaries, our our annual uh, income, I should say. Um, And we decided on a percentage because that ultimately feels like the best way to offset any differences in our, in our salaries. Um, And to pay our monthly bills from that and then to keep separate accounts um, from which we, you know, buy our own personal items, things that don't necessarily um, contribute to the, the whole family. So we pay from the joint account, we pay our mortgage, all of our big monthly bills. Um, we own an investment property, so we pay uh, the bills for that from our joint account. And then we each also have a separate savings account that we have um really open dialogue about often so we'll share like this is this is my savings goal this is how much I'm hoping to put in and then um, we have some big like longer term investments that we are planning to make together from those individual savings accounts so we'll see how it we'll see how it works but that's the plan that we're following right now it's helped us have some transparency in our finances um, because you know initially it was a a real challenge to figure out what was fair and equitable uh, when it came to monthly expenditures when we both had separate accounts so this seems to be a a 
positive change for us in, in sharing our and merging our finances. Um, and we'll see how it works out long term. So my partner and I do things a little differently than probably most people. And we totally keep our finances completely separate. Um, And this is actually the second uh, long-term relationship that I've done this in. I was married previously. I'm not currently married. And my ex-husband and I, during our marriage, also kept our finances separate. And, you know, that looks like what it sounds like. So we each had our own checking and savings accounts. Our paychecks went into our separate accounts. Bill-wise, my marriage, we would divide up the bills, not like here you owe me half of the electric bill or whatever, but like he would pay certain bills and I would pay certain bills. And then I usually wrote him a check for half of the mortgage. And so in my relationship currently, we are not married and we live together, but he is the owner of the home. He's a veteran. So the loan that he has, if we're not both veterans, then we have to be married um, in order to get the loan. And so I cannot be on. And so I don't pay any part of the mortgage. And that was something that he felt seemed the most fair since I have no equity in the home. He just felt like there was no reason to pay half of the mortgage. So we divide other bills up similar to how I did in my marriage where I pay for certain things and he pays for certain things. And it has worked out really well for us. So I guess for most people, it might seem kind of strange, but for me, it just felt like a really easy way to keep my money separate. And I think it comes from growing up in a household where my mom, for the majority of my childhood, was a stay-at-home mom. And my dad made all the money. And therefore, in my perception at the time, I don't know if my mom would maybe agree with this, but I felt like he controlled the money and they had a lot of arguments about her spending money and how much she spent on groceries and why she was buying these things. And I always hated being around that. And so I think in my developing mind, I felt like, well, an easy way to solve this is to have my own money when I'm an adult and in a relationship. So no one can ever control me. And my mom always kind of said to us girls, like, make sure you have your own money, make sure you can take care of yourself. And maybe that's not what she intended me to take that as, but that is how I kind of evolved in my view on finances as part of a couple. So I feel like there's lots of benefits. (laughs) I never have to ask before I purchase something my money is my money. I pay my bills. I, you know, cover the responsibilities that we've agreed upon and he does the same. And we've talked about buying a house down the road together. And so 
I'm assuming that will probably look something like it did in my marriage where one person writes the actual check and the other person reimburses or pays for their half. Maybe that sounds weird to people, but for me, it's a comfort thing. It's something where I just really like having everything separated out. Challenges, I don't really think there are any for me right now. Again, it's like, yeah, it's kind of maybe weird to write a check to your partner for your half of the mortgage, which again, I'm not doing currently, but I have in the past. But I really don't think there are any challenges. It feels very fair and it feels very comforting to me to have things separate. So that's what works for us. And I honestly don't think I would ever combine money with someone. So thanks mom, I guess, (laughs) for (laughs) reminding me that, you know, I should have my own thing and some, yeah, some might not agree, but it it works for us. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.